1: And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever.
0: Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up.
1: This is the Cigar Authority.
2: Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, June 19, 2021. Father and son, Steve and John. Saka, join us and maybe another surprise as we continue our tradition and celebrate the Father's Day weekend. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority.
3: And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com.
2: Okay, joining us right now, Steve is downstairs, and John may call you Mr. Jonathan Saka. That's
1: fine. That's <laughs> unacceptable. Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> That's
2: unacceptable. Let now your name. Is here with us from Dunbarton Tobacco Trust, son of Steve Saka. So uh, first, my condolences uh, to you. Uh, probably a hard life? A eh, little bit. A <laughs> little bit, I can, Im- I can imagine. Um, so what, what is your age? I'm 37. 37. And um, you, what, what would you say your occupation is for Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust?
1: Well, I do all of the physical labor, a lot of the office stuff. So uh, all of the operations, I take everything that comes in. I have everything that goes out. I do all of the maintenance and the uh, maintaining of the humidor section of the warehouse, as well as the shipping, Uh Again, I do all the physical stuff. So if something needs to be built, uh, if something breaks, I'm the one that's fixing it. Okay. I do all the procurement for all the supplies. and. So uh, when, when I'm ordering cigars, are you handling that? I'm the one that gets it to you. Okay
4: and often he'll take the ride down yes, and then he will. By hand. I'll
2: drive him down which how cool is that because we're <laughs> saving on shipping and we get it fast well, but
4: let's face it you'd want to get away from Steve too yeah we go well, <laughs> so
2: steve's the pretty one in this relationship and you are the grunt labor i'm effectively the grunt labor all right yeah yeah Okay, so we're gonna light up a cigar and we'll start the celebration of the father and son weekend, which we've been doing now. Oh my god, it's gotta be a dozen years or so. Anyway, Barry, what's the first cigar we're gonna smoke?
4: Well, today's first cigar is the Sober Mesa Brulee, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. The size that we're lighting up is a six by fifty-two Toro, and it may or may not feature a sweetened Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. It does not. Mexican binder and Nicaraguan fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single set you back $13.59, while a box of 13 is $148.99, which comes out to roughly. Uh, 12, Didn't do his math.
2: Didn't do his math. $12 a
4: single. It's a yeah. savings of almost $28 or 15% off the box price on 2 And if you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try 2 com. That's the
2: number two, guyscigars.com. Okay, time to light our cigar. The official lighting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. How about per- if
3: Perdomo does the cutting and then Vertigo does the lighting? Oh, yeah.
2: Huh? You, you said, said lighting. You said Perdomo <laughs> does oh. the lighting. Okay. Try again. Is that, is that how this is going to go today? Uh, you know
3: what? I think I'm going to have a short-lived uh, time on the show today.
2: You're getting thrown off. <laughs> yes, you may get thrown off. This this will be uh, good for ratings anyway. It's time to cut a cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. It's nice that you pay attention anyway. Perdomo is the brand while all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo. Perdomo.
3: Oh, Five sorry, guys. wrong thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cut out the federal S chip tax and actually lower them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence.
3: John, so, I got to ask you, because yes, I don't think Barry has the balls to actually ask Steve. What's your take on the tip of the Brulee?
1: Oh, it's sweetened Stephanie. or not sweetened? Not sweetened. I did the contest too. And okay. You can tell.
3: <laughs> okay. Hmm.
1: Seems sweet.
3: I mean, couldn't he have just not put sweetener on one of them and said that's the one?
1: I mean, that's possible. I mean, we didn't but- see you
3: make the packs. We're not watching them be made.
1: It's possible, but unlikely.
3: Okay. Hmm. Toe the line.
1: So, so like Jonathan, it- you, have a, you have a brother there's a sibling here, right? Uh, yes. That would be okay. Stefan. He's two years younger. So that would put him at 35. So you're the firstborn. Mm-hmm. There we go.
5: Poor bastard. So he's
2: suffered longer. <laughs> he suffered longer. He's gone through a lot. We're going to get into that today. We're going to figure it out. We're going to do about about thirty minutes. Then we're going to bring him in here, and then you can stop. And he'll, <laughs> he, he'll never listen to the show anyway. He's down there. So you you can you can, can let the cat what, what you out want of the to, bag. Yeah. Your secret is safe. Your mom's mm-hmm. not going to say anything. Yeah. We're going
3: to light <laughs> our cigar today with the Vertigo Cyclone. This is the gift that you get your dad because on Two Guys Cigars right now. They are 2 for $20 or 1 for 12.99. It features there's no frills here. You flip the top yourself. 3 jets fueled by the patented Vertigo Big Ass tank and at the bottom an easy adjustment again for the low price 12.99 or 2 for 20 on twoguyscigars.com. com.
5: So you definitely buy 2, give one to dad and keep one for yourself. There we go. See, I think
3: the play is you buy when 4. Dad, when dad loses it, you give him another one. Oh yeah. yeah. Throw one in your glove box, throw one in his glove box and give him a lighter.
5: Or you could be like Dave and throw a dozen in the center console of your yeah, he's car. Yeah, the,
2: he's the reason my inventory is always off on this. <laughs> so, Jonathan, this is the brulee, but there's another brulee with blue in the middle of it instead yes. of the brown. What's the difference of this? So
1: two? that one's a little bit more mild. It's a more aged tobacco for the wrapper. Uh, it's a little bit sweeter, a little bit more mild. Okay. Did they put a little extra sugar on the uh, cap?
6: No. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: none. Right, none. <laughs> They're going to try to get information out of you. They can't get from dad. Just a heads up of what deal with it however way you want. Uh, You can take the fifth at any time.
1: Very Um, good.
2: So, when did you start smoking? What age? Uh,
1: Really, when I started seriously smoking cigars, when I started with the company about uh, six years ago now. Really? Okay. So, so it wasn't forced upon you? It wasn't forced upon me. No? (laughs) Okay. When you're at the show, you have to smoke a cigar because it looks a little weird if yeah. you don't. So you learn. So, so it wasn't like the day you
2: turned 18, it was here, sit right. down, son, I want you to do this. No. Right. I did it to my daughter <laughs> the day she turned 18. Me too. Yeah. 18th birthday. Oh. I, I'm surprised. I, I thought that would have been mm. uh, you know, a move he would have made. Um, so he didn't make you do it or, or anything. No. See, I would see, Steve. and your brother actually got into the business, and yes. you didn't in, uh, into retail. Right,
1: he worked for Federal yes. for a couple of years. Uh, at that time, I was working at Catholic Medical Center.
2: Okay, and you saw him get into it, and you you weren't interested. You were where, where you were, and right, that, that was fine. I mean, you live in apartments; it's kind of hard to smoke. Right. Okay. So uh, I know your dad from a long time. I how old again? I'm 37. A, so I don't know him. I probably know him thirty years, so you were already around. So you know him longer than I have. I was I was hoping I know him longer than you have, but I I don't. Um, but I know him as um, a vet veteran. I know him as a fisherman. I
1: know him as a hunter. I know him as a cigar smoker. Any of those things grab so- you? So I mean, I did used to fish with him quite a bit. Okay, uh, it just gets you know harder, gets old hearing how you're doing it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
3: not how you cast a rod, kid.
2: Uh, it's hard to get out on the lake. He's tough. Your dad is a tough man. I can't imagine. Uh, I, I'm a re- he, first off, he, he started as my customer, and he was a tough customer. Then he, I became his customer, and he's a tough <laughs> supplier. Uh, opinionated strong opinion strong opinion um tells you what it is i i happen to love it i love him and i love i'm gonna get the honest truth out of it whether i like it or not but it had it had to be tough you know you you have friends that have different type of fathers and mothers right
3: yeah ones that love them
2: and care yeah. for them <laughs> and, and treat
3: them
1: well
5: <laughs> yeah yeah now, John, on the fishing, did did he ever take you to Umbagog? Or uh, no? I
1: have not been to Umbagog. No. Uh, normally, when we go fishing, it would be up at uh, Winnipesaukee and Squam. Right,
5: so he keeps that one for himself. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Now, as far as star power goes, there's probably three people in the entire industry that are more recognizable, meaning they're a uh, draw for an event – uh, you got big time Tommy. I'm just kidding.
6: Uh, you got
3: Carlito Fuente, maybe Nick Perdomo, and maybe George Padrone would be maybe a bigger draw. Do you feel any pressure when you're on the sales floor to become uh, Steve's son? Or do you feel any pressure to be a draw at events?
1: So I'm a very different animal than Steve. So if no. I'm not in a – I know, right? Right. <laughs> you, know,
2: you seem Nice.
1: No, he's very unique. He's a unique person. That's that's a PC way to put it. Yeah. So the answer to your question is no. I don't feel any pressure to be like Steve. Uh, You might feel pressure to be me. Good. Yeah, good. Good is right. Or there is no pressure put on you to be
2: more like him. No, no, not really. No? No. Okay. Uh, I, I find the whole family dynamic... Uh, very very interesting when when it comes to all businesses um, when my girlfriend laurie uh, i opened two guys smoke shop and she used to come and work and help me out at the store later becoming my wife about three months into working with me she said one day this is not going to work out and i said <laughs> you're right and she said for the sake of us I'm not working for you anymore, and that was it. And she does the books, accounts payable, and things like that, that I'm not there. And the few times that I got to deal with her on that, I don't think she likes that either. The, the family dynamic is, a, is an interesting thing because at the same time, he's your dad, he's also your boss. Right. And, you, and your mom is there too. So it's your mom, your dad, and you. What, what kind of life is
1: that? <laughs> it, it, it is tough. But, I mean, we do a pretty good job of trying to keep church and state separate. Okay. So, so t-
2: the bell rings in the morning, and it's time to go to work. I'm at work. And you're and they're your boss. Yes. Yeah. And then after, you're the son. And then after, I'm the son.
6: Who's okay.
1: the
3: real boss between your mom and your dad? Cindy, block your ears.
1: So it depends on what it, when, what it is. So sometimes she's the boss. Sometimes he's the boss. Trying to change his hands. Fair enough. I think
4: that's how most relationships yeah. go. When you're sitting around the dinner table with your dad, <laughs> can you get a word in
2: edgewise? No. No.
4: no.
6: <laughs> so, so it's the
2: same. This is who he is, right? This is who he is, and that's it. And we, the, the only wife of a cigar maker that we ever had on was your mother, and it was a very, very interesting uh Oh, that was different. Yeah, very, very interesting. And now we get to actually do it again. And and, you know, I'm telling you right now, not a lot of time in between before Dad's coming up. So anytime you got to say something, this would be a chance to say it. If you need
5: help, let us know.
2: (laughs) Just go like this with your thumb and cover it with your fingers. That'll be the signal. Yes. So signal wise, you could you could blink twice or something because it's it's an audio uh, type of thing. So let's go to. As a child, did he beat you?
1: Well, I mean, corporal punishment, yes. But I mean, back in the spanking days, right? Back when, you know, people weren't, you know, shy about that. Yeah. I mean, things have just definitely changed where you can't do that anymore. Right. I miss it. But I mean, (laughs) yeah. Giving and receiving. (laughs) No, the answer is yes.
4: Uh,.
3: I would imagine that the first cigar experience with you is your dad sitting down with a bunch of different tobaccos saying, here's a cheroot of Broadleaf, smoke that. Here's a Connecticut, smoke that. Tell me the difference between the two. How did that play out?
1: So uh, the way that really played out is that didn't play out at all. Um, wow. When I think my first real cigar I had was a Chateau Real uh, back in, cigar. I want to say 2008 and just bought a box from a store and- Shared it with some friends. And so dad always smelled like a cigar.
2: Oh, yes. So, and I have to imagine my daughter thinks this is what dad smells like Mm -hmm. because I've always been around this. And now my grandchild, this is what grandpa's going to smell like. And that's it. That's it?
3: it? You settled on grandpa?
2: I don't know. No, I have not settled on anything. Mm -hmm. He's not speaking yet. So he can say whatever he wants. Whatever he goes with, I'm okay.
1: Right now you're going to be pot. (laughs) <laughs> that has is, isn't even happened yet,
2: so we'll see. Um, what is uh, of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust products? What is your favorite? The number five of what? Plant? Sing come
1: from you, so number five. Really?
2: Okay. Okay. Just like that, he comes up with it. So even though you haven't smoked cigars all that much, you're, you're into full body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is this is my jam right here.
1: Yeah, this, I mean, these are, all, these are very good,
2: too. Yeah, but <laughs> that, that's my thing there. Um, does Dad ask
1: your opinion on the business?
3: Or what does he, he just doing? give it
1: to well, you? On a cigar? Uh, yeah, I mean, what will happen is, is you know, when we have a family gathering, like, for example, Father's Day, he'll have all those bench samples, and he'll say, so what do you think about that? <laughs> mm. so yeah, doesn't my even opinion take doesn't Day. matter, but...
5: <laughs> so, so how many will you have to try at, at a sitting? Uh, maybe... Two Macs. Two ma- that's not bad.
4: Yeah. Do you I mean, purposely tell him they suck knowing he's no, not going to listen no. to you anyway? Because they don't. Because
2: <laughs> they don't. No, he
4: makes no. good cigars. Yeah. I mean,
1: he gives you a cigar, you want to give him an honest answer. You're right. And I mean, I mean I'll mean, i say probably the most I've done is uh, three when we were testing a couple of blends, and that was on Mother's Day, and you had three cigars, and you're f- f- <laughs> juggling around the three of them. <laughs> Off time, you, you're over the
2: house over there. How You live separate. Yes. If you go over there, have a cigar with Dad. Yeah. All right. Cause Bring did, a couple for that, my brother. All right. Because that's today. That's what today is all about. Yeah. So uh, after the show is over and all that, if you wrap up upstairs, it's having a cigar with Dad today is is the name of the game uh, as as Father's Day is going on. But um, which obviously makes sense, right? Father's Day. This is what it is. And not, right now it's time to make sense about cigar tasting. And it's brought to you by Cigar Sense.
7: Cigar Sense offers a variety of resources to help cigar lovers get the most out of fine cigars. It's all about helping you respect your palate. From personalized cigar recommendations to cigar profiles based on sensory analysis, articles, and seminars. And now there's also a course, a cigar tasting course, which develops your sensory skills. You'll learn to identify aromas, tastes, and palate sensations. You'll learn to describe the flavors while appreciating what you're experiencing as you smoke. Visit Cigar Sense and start your sensory adventure with free membership. Here's today's Cigar Sense tip.
3: So I've been messing around on Cigar Sense this week and playing around with it. And the first thing I want everyone to know is it's completely free to sign up. There's other levels that you can pay for, but the first thing is it's completely free. And one thing I discovered this week is once you've entered just five different tasting notes, and you certainly can do more, uh, you start to see changes in the suggestions for your profile. You're going to build a f- profile very much like having a profile on Facebook. What but this cigars is, do you like? This What's is going- your cigar profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're free to accept them or not, of course. The profile advisor recalculates after every single tasting note. And the more you add, the better the engine gets at knowing your flavor profile. So I'm having a lot of fun playing around with the I'm different flavor too.
2: notes. I'm doing it too. It's cool. The
3: engine is extremely accurate, and I base that on the cigars that I see that are recommended that I haven't input yet, and it says you're going to like this, and I do like it. The ones you know, the ones and, I know. Have
2: you got to some that you don't know the cigar? There's been
3: there's been one or two that I need to. Me eat, too, uh, I, I need, need to, to seek smoke out. It. Uh, so I respected my palate enough to sign up for free. It's time to respect your
5: palate. There we go. That cigar sense. Well, we got some interesting comments. Okay. From the peanut gallery. All right. Uh, Sam says, uh, John is hilarious and how different he is from his dad. <laughs> ask, ask a question, get a one or two word answer. Right. <laughs> With Steve, you say a word or two. And he'll go on for ten minutes. It'll yeah. be a well, dissertation.
1: They're,
3: they're both difficult interviews for different reasons. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but then but uh, that that's what Jonathan said at the table. Can you get a word in, edgewise or whatever? And and uh, you know when Dad's going to come on, you're going to see. I'm going to ask a question, and and we can leave. We can leave the, <laughs> leave the show. Uh, well, I, I it, think passion. Is, is plays a big part of it with Steve. That if you're talking about something he's passionate about, he goes on and on about it because, and then if you talk about something he doesn't he care he just about, walks he'll away. give you the one, <laughs> one or two word answer. But,
5: but um, well, Tom like, also is wondering what John might get for cigarbage to give his dad for Father's Day. I yeah, mean, <laughs> what kind of Father's Day gift can you get, Steve Saga?
1: Buying gifts for Steve is very difficult. I would uh, think. I mean, my recommendation is always chips, like potato chips. <laughs> oh, with pocket chips? Was he going with this? No, potato because well, potato yeah, you couldn't give That's him. A thing. Thing. I mean, he loves potato chips. He loves ah. beef jerky. But I mean, the problem is, is you know, he already has everything. So what can you really? get? Yeah, him? it's not like you, you can know. give him
3: a new pocket knife because you're you're not going to spend the thousand dollars on the pocket knife that he carries around all the time. So
1: and he has eight. Right, right. So,
5: if you're looking for chips, you you might remember this from Snack Authority, Dave. There were those prison potato chips. Somebody started making them in a prison, and barely remember that. Yeah, they get out of prison, and they still make the prison potato chips. Toilet water, or how does that work? I don't know what they're. How do you get?
3: How do you have a deep fryer in prison? How do you sneak that in in your prison wallet?
5: I think they were in the, the prison kitchen making their. Potato chips.
2: Prison chips. Mm. Mm.
3: <laughs> Delicious. Hey, I want to give a shout out to uh, my buddy Boyd over here. Yes. I saw him for the first time on Clubhouse. Ohio? Ohio? It is Ohio, right? Yeah. Flew in from Ohio to see the show and catch up with Steve. And We're big in Ohio now. We are big in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> maybe do you, do maybe you, I,
5: Sarah brought some of that.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> He was first in on the clubhouse meeting on uh Thursday,
2: which we do the clubhouse meeting every
3: Thursday at uh, eight
2: o'clock. Not every Thursday. Uh eh, most Thursdays. You've we missed m- one. Yeah, you missed. Already. So you just like you did with the Cigar Authority. You start something but up and you and you're billing up. Are are they good? Should I show up? You someday? should I think you'd like it. You could add on to this, and uh, it's a different kind of format. It's not organized. I'll keep you in the audience until you raise your want. hand. <laughs> well, I'll raise my hand. Yeah. And you'll ignore me. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Is it good?
3: Yeah. It was, there's, it was a, fun. There's, there's been a couple of times where someone had their hand raised a little while, and I couldn't get to them, and they unraised their hand. And then I don't know what the protocol is. Should I make them active to speak and say... Uh, for example, this guy Gary had his hand raised for like five minutes, but you wouldn't shut up. Wow. And i you were making a great point. I was point. passionate. Yeah. yeah.
4: How were, this works with we me call and that, Steve? We call
5: that pulling a sock.
4: Out. You were making a great <laughs> point, and I didn't want to interrupt you. It's
2: its no big deal. You so, just sorry, Gary. gained
1: another hater. Mm.
2: So, Jonathan, I notice when,
1: when you refer to your father as Steve. Yes. Uh, that's uh, largely due to business behind the scenes. I do refer to him as dad. But okay. when you're at the show... It's a little weird. Right, right. <laughs> so the show, you're going. Yes. And you've been
2: before. I've been every year
1: Every the show year. that we've been at Dumbarton.
2: Okay. What do, you, what do you think of it? You, do you like that
3: aspect like the of the show. business? Yeah. I like the
1: show. Yeah. I mean, you get to meet a lot of new people. Yeah. You know, shake a lot of hands, get to talk about the product. Yeah. I what does
3: writing orders look like at the show for you? Because he, he brags he, all the time that he basically sells out he, at every show. He
1: wrote
2: my first order ever. Oh, no kidding. At the show yeah. that first year. Mm. And your dad was busy, busy, I'll get to you, whatever. And I said, okay, let's just do this. And there you go, ba-bing. Yeah, Is it just,
3: uh, as many fanboys at the trade show as there are in the cigar <laughs> shop? Oh, yes. More. He's, he's but more. they all they all happen to own cigar stores, so yeah. you got to pay attention and They, attention they all want to them. come
1: in and talk shop with them. And, I mean, you'll end up with our booth, our little 20-foot by 20-foot booth, just jammed packed full of people throughout closing of the show. We actually have a problem where – uh, after the show floor closes, we're still there for like a solid like thirty minutes to an yeah. hour.
2: Now you've heard the same question they asked a million times, and the answer. Can you answer the question for him? If he was off today, he, he didn't go to the show or something. You'd say, "I'm just replacing Steve. Just ask me anything." Yeah, yeah, you could. That's
1: for the it. most, I mean, Little I wouldn't be able mate. to go into like a lot of the a soft, nice details. Version. But I mean, Younger I'd be able son. to give you <laughs> yeah. overview.
2: Yeah shave your head just white white white, the, white the, uh, i wouldn't go-tick. shave my head i'd get a bald cap yeah okay <laughs> okay all right um early thoughts here on soba mesa brulee what do we think of this uh, i think barry would say it's not
3: your grandfather's connecticut for sure uh, a little bit of uh, white pepper and spice going on on the finish uh i still think there's something going on as far as uh some sort of added sweetener So I I have to say that because I'm tasting it. There's
5: been a lot of discussion that it's really part of the marketing genius. The sweetener only goes on some of the cigars just to keep (laughs) the conversation (laughs) going. Well, so far I'm batting
2: (laughs) 1,000 every single one I've tasted. This is my favorite of all. I I would say the the one with the blue on it, even better, if and when that ends up happening, that we get it, which is far and few between. Um, These have been red hot and we're lucky right now. We're loaded, but
1: we've been out. Out more what, than we're in. What's, what so it, in there's Detroit. certain
3: sizes I have to go by
2: box only.
1: They literally, they come in. About a week later, they're all gone. All gone. That's it. Yeah. So
2: you don't have to worry about where, how do, I, where do I stack these things because just.
1: I, I stack them in a place because, I mean, obviously they don't all go out on one day, but yeah. I do try to keep them in a place where it's easy and you don't have to bend to get them too yeah. much. and. Because you're going to get them out. You're going to be getting them out. Yeah. John, do
4: you taste any notes on the cigar? Uh, are you one of those people that identify like a buttery richness or anything like that?
1: Kind of has a little bit of a figgy taste to it. Figgy. Fig Yeah. Okay.
2: When you know the retro hill. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, maybe fig with He's a little got white. pepper on. he just does it softer and doesn't throw his opinion <laughs> out, but he has he has <laughs> the opinions. It's the softer side of Saka. It's Jonathan Saka. Right. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're bringing Dad in. So stay right where you are. Uh, the guy. You're I not have... going to do any
3: more talking for the
2: rest of the show, but you <laughs> can of... stay here and I'll hold the pretty. place.
4: None of us are.
2: I've known him for a long time. For us as a customer, then a friend, and then a supplier. Steve Saka, Dunbarton Tobacco Trust joins us in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. We're live at the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
8: Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua, it'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. It's an exquisite day
5: here at the Jensen Estate Patio overlooking the 13th Green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown number no. four by JC Newman. See the way he
8: holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut shade wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor.
4: And hand-rolled by the Fuente
5: family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the diamond crown.
2: a natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned.
9: personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padrón cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padrón cigars, handcrafted since 1964.
5: This is George Padron from Padron Cigars.
10: You're
9: listening do, to Cigar
10: Authority on the United Podcast Network.
9: Probably us.
2: We're back and we're smoking sober Mesa Blue Lay, And joining us is the father of Jonathan Saka. He is Steve Saka. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. <laughs> he did a great job, by the way. I know you probably didn't hear. You can listen later. Okay. On what he said, we learned a lot. We learned a lot mm-hmm. about Steve Saka, the dad. Wow. Uh, the potato chip fetish that I uh, understand you have. Well, fat dude doesn't have a potato chip <laughs> fetish. Yes, that's Come right. Because
10: <laughs> Let's get real for a moment. My, here. my
2: first thing was, I like potato chips a lot, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know if he was talking about polka chips. You used to be into that, right? You, used to be you know,
10: I, I don't gamble as much anymore because I learned this thing about myself. I only enjoy gambling if there's pain involved. Ah. And if there's pain involved, that normally involves me losing a lot of money. So I don't get as much enjoyment
2: out of gambling. All right. Is there another fetish that can control that of with the potato chips and some sort of pain? Well, look, cigars, cigars, right? Cigars? Yeah, cigars. With business in general is yeah. painful?
4: Nah, business is business. So glad you didn't ask me the fetish question.
2: I know. you would have t- been a whole other <laughs> type of show. <laughs> so family-owned and operated company, because this is Father's Day, this is what we're talking about is the family dynamic of what it is. I find uh, the family business dynamic fascinating to me. I've read books on it. Right. Uh, lots of things that end up happening. Um, it's one of the most challenging. It is. It, it certainly is. And Laurie, when uh, me and Laurie were dating, I opened Two Guys Smoke Shop. She came to work for me for about three months. And one day she said to me, this is not going to work. Right, And that was it. And she was right. And I said, okay, let's not do that. And she still does accounts payable and stuff. Different thing that she's, she's away from it. But day-to-day working with your your wife and well, your son. Well, luckily, I think, and they'll be—they're grateful for
10: this. I—I I actually don't bother them much at the office. Okay. Um, you know, do you try not to. I mean, this yeah, is, uh, I mean, but I look—I—I I pretty much leave them to their own devices, and all I do is just be a critic, which I'm sure they find annoying. Yes. But
2: all we hear is the negative, <laughs> right? If yeah. you don't hear from me, I'm happy, right? That's correct. Yeah. I do the same thing, and it's a—it's a mistake. They need some. Positive reinforcement, also, but I'm guilty. It's like, but you only have so much time, and and the other thing that's really weird about family
10: is you you expect more out of them than you expect out of other employees, and that's probably an unfair burden, correct? But it is kind of the way it works. At the same time, though, you also cut them more slack too. You're not as quick to fire people (laughs) that you uh, that you would uh, that you would normally like just get out of here, man. I don't even want to look. I mean, there have been so many people that I have fired by proxy, like, just be gone before I get there. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't want to see you. Can't do that with my wife, right? Yes. There's no option to no. there, right?
2: It, it makes for home life <laughs> terrible at that point.
10: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's a difficult dynamic. And, you know, and it kind of also you have this situation where sometimes it's the son. It's normally the two generations where either the father builds it and the second generation ruins it. Or the first generation starts it, and the second generation is the generation that then makes it into something much, much bigger from a business. And it almost always seems to follow one of those two tracks. And it's very rare that you see a family, small family business uh, remain successful four generations in. Right. Four generations is a very
2: uh, hard nut to crack. Are you able to... um so say it's Father's Day and you're having a cookout at home tomorrow. Right. And the Can you not coming talk over?
10: about work? Correct. We always say we try to, but invariably it goes back because yeah. you're, I mean, our lives are so, particularly now, you know, the company's small and we're scrambling and there's always just so much to do that it's almost impossible not to cross that. Yeah. And even when we all collect, like she'll be the one that'll say, my wife, Cindy, she's in the audience, she'll say, I don't want to talk about it. But within about 30 minutes, she brings up something that's work-related. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, 20, 30 minutes ago, you're
2: like, I thought we weren't talking about work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I got home movies um, of holidays when I had opened Two Guys Smoke Shop 1985. So maybe this was 87, 88. And there's me over my brother's house, and it was um, VHS tape big thing, right. and my little nephew was taking pictures of it, and I saw it recently, and there we are talking on Easter or Thanksgiving, whatever it was, and we're talking business, and I'm like, ugh, I did it, you know? We and, all do. Yeah. It's
10: almost impossible not yeah.
2: to, yeah. no matter what your intent is. I mean,
10: but hey, it's just...
2: And when you started the company, it was just you three. Yes. That's correct. That, that was great. it. There was just three, and that was it. And,
10: yeah. uh, and we've now we've added a Vaughn. Yep, and we've added Amber, and we've added Dave Lafferty, and we have Allie that works in the warehouse for John, and we have uh, Casey on the team, and yeah. and yeah, we have a variety of reps. Yeah. But you know, they're kind of like hired guns. You know what I mean? You know, I, I'd like to think some of them will be with us a long time, but you don't have any guarantee on yeah. the reps. Yeah. They they move around, they change, they suck. We fire them, we hire another guy, yeah. and you, you know. can't really yell at them. You can and yeah. you can't. Yeah. Uh, really, with a rep, really your option is you tell them what you want, and if they don't do it, you can either say, hey, I'm okay with this, or I just don't want to deal with them anymore. Yeah. And we've kind of gotten that way where we there's a lot of parts of the country that we don't currently have a rep. And I would say that we're looking, but we're not really looking. You know what I mean? Because yeah. what, what I know for a fact, and everybody that's in our industry will tell you this, bad reps are worse are worse than no rep yeah yeah you know what i mean bad rep does damage no rep at least does no harm right yeah good rep good rep does uh can really make or break you in a territory if they're really good yeah steve we
5: got a question from the audience did you ever take the kids to disney no
2: all right well, Mike says anything. Anyway.
10: They never did anything to earn that trip.
2: It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. terrible. He keeps his reputation going so, strong. So is
5: it off the table at this point, or do they still have a shot at it?
10: If they produce me some grandchildren, they're going to end up getting a free trip to <laughs> Disney eventually. Right? Because we all know their grandchildren will be worthy of right. that trip, right? Oh, they're perfect. Right. But, yeah, them, no. The <laughs> truth is, listen, you have to understand. So when Cindy and I got married, we were 19, we had John at a very early age. I was enlisted in the Navy. We had Stefan two years later. I mean, we were just broke. It isn't like you got married at the age of thirty-four and you already have a career yeah. and you know she's earning an income, you're earning an income. We were we were on women, infants, and children's checks, you know. We were we were buying the generic macaroni and cheese <laughs> in the white box with the black label, you know, with the aerial font on it. So there was no money for this whole concept of Disney. I mean, we couldn't have really afforded a Disney world trip until they were like seventeen, right? And then we didn't and, want to go. And yeah. then we're paying. And then we're paying for Catholic school and all this stuff. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. Now at my stage in my life, I can afford to go to Disney. Yeah, I'm gonna take him to Disney. Right? not <laughs> want to go?
6: <laughs> <laughs> you want to go? Not really. No, yeah, not yeah. want to go. So <laughs> yeah. he, right, Who wants to buy like, a twenty dollars like, bottle like, of water? Take me to
2: Vegas, right? <laughs> And you do. I right. oh going to work. Right. To, to work. work, of course. <laughs> well, I'm going there to work too. So, um, so, so I asked uh, Jonathan what um, he, he does for Dunbarton Tobacco Trust, and he and he was very forthcoming. Of these are my duties, and this is what I'm control of, which is not what I thought I was going to get. Whatever they tell me to do, and it wasn't that. You've already decided this is your position of, of doing it so that he is responsible for those. Right. Duties. And he
10: has a very important job. I, I mean, I know it isn't the most glamorous job, but most of the jobs in our business aren't glamorous. Yeah, right. And the one job that is glamorous is my job, and my job sucks. <laughs> it's just people think it's glamorous, yeah, right? Right, right? But the reality is it's it's like any business. There are things that just have to be done. You know what I mean? And these are, these are the elements that you know, people always just think about the tobacco and the rolling and the factory, and that's, that's just the start of it all. You know yeah. what I mean? you got to have all the back-end stuff. you got to have all the distribution. you got to have all the logistics, all the accounting. And it's a lot of accounting. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're a complex business with a lot of little bits and bobbles. You know what I mean? In every single cigar, there's literally probably on average about 22 to 24 different individual things that need to be sourced purchased, delivered,
2: and then combined in order for that product to be that one cigar on the shelf. Yeah. So you did all those years at Drew Estate, massive company, and then you go off on your own to do a family-owned and operated company, but every one of those things that happen at Drew Estate on a massive level, every single one of those things still have to happen at Dunbarton Tobacco Trust. Of course, Trust. Yeah. Every single one of them. So that's the amazing thing of – with the staff that you had there, hundreds of people that work there.
6: Yeah. All of a 1700
2: sudden.
10: 1,700 when
2: I love 1,700 people. And, and here it is with seven people. Yeah. The same things end up have to happen. And it's just, just more, more numbers. Right. But less numbers. But
10: yes, the the amount of work. And it's really, I think anybody that's in one of these small companies like ourselves, I don't think that people realize how hard those companies are really working for those dollars. Yeah. And I don't even, I don't think they really comprehend. Look, it's just more expensive for the small guy to make cigars than the big guy. Sure. So to make the same quality cigars, your cigars end up being a higher price point. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I decide not to make the same quality as those guys and to make a higher quality product. And yes, it ends up being charged more, but because. If I was making an $8 cigar, I would have to charge $10 for it, Yeah. right? And then it's not a thing. So and, when competing I'm, and, com- and competing against those $8 cigars. competing an $8 cigar, yeah. and I'm giving you a $10, $11 yeah. cigar. So I said, okay, where can I compete? I can compete on the higher end of the spectrum, and that's where I focus because the type of things I like to do work better for me personally, but also as a small company, it's what makes the most sense. The problem that you have is when you're a small company, You don't have the cachet or the pedigree that's necessary to get somebody to buy a a Sober Mesa Blue, which is a Lonsdale for $15 or a Sin Compromiso that's an $18 cigar. Or, God forbid, a unicorn, which, by the way, the whole tray is gone. Gone, so we don't yeah. have to talk about that.
1: <laughs> speaking yeah, of gone.
2: Imagine that, $100 per cigar. Yeah, and all they-
10: seven of them gone. Yeah, speaking of
2: gone. First two hours. Jonathan seemed to have, did you throw him off? No, uh, believe it or not, we are so busy because it's the day before <laughs> Father's Day, and nah. and we have both of them up here, and we know Steve can talk and talk. Uh, <laughs> I thought we could do it uh, without him. You know, he said, can I, can I jump off? And I said, I think we got it this time, yeah. you know. Uh, we can get enough out of him. Um, so uh, the, the interesting thing when Jonathan came on is I thought Stefan was going to be the one because he ended up working at yeah, Stefan,
10: while he was in college, he worked his way through college work. and it at seemed like store. he was into it. Um, Stefan, at that time, was really into cigars. Um, he 's dialed back now. he 's more of a casual smoker of cigars, but I think um, I think uh, John and I are different personalities. Steph and no. I are much more similar. Hmm. So I think a relationship with Steph in the business would be a really
2: tumultuous one. It'd be tougher if they'd like you,
10: right? Yeah, it'd be tough. There's not enough space for two hours.
2: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, where they say opposites attract, right? right. That, that's it. And uh, certainly your wife is very different than you. Very and, different.
10: Yeah. Which is a
2: good thing. Right. I wouldn't want to be married to me.
5: John, I think we have a question for you. Yes, sir. From Ted Hughes, he says, "Has Steve broken anything at work that you've had to fix?"
1: No, because he's really at the office. <laughs> he's he's I mean, really I mean, there. I mean, I mean, if you want to, I mean, maybe the the shrink wrap machine, but that's not really his. How did I
10: break it? I go <laughs> to use it, it doesn't work. <laughs> so because I'm the guy that touched it when we <laughs> discovered it doesn't work, I broke it.
5: I- <laughs> Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Which you had to do something, something wrong. Last
10: one to touch it. You turned it on last. It working then. It was working before.
2: Ed, I, I got the next segment coming up, but I didn't know if we can even do it. Well, yeah, I think Barry's going to cover it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's time uh, to ask the Dawn, brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. It's time to ask the Dawn.
10: Why do you come to me? Why do I deserve this
4: generosity? Brought to you by Don Rafael
6: Cigars. When when did I ever refuse an accommodation? Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. And as a reasonable man, I'm willing to do whatever's necessary to find a peaceful solution to his problem. Mellow and
1: smooth.
6: You can act like a man! What's am I with
1: you? Built... For every man's everyday enjoyment Don
3: Raphael Cigars
4: Go ahead, taste the soup There we go <laughs> uh, This week we're going to ask What is a Maduro? And I know the audience wanted me to ask it like the Don But that's just so bad Yeah, I, I who, how, who
5: did you pay to be the voice actor uh, on yeah, that, that. John
10: Jonathan. Jonathan
5: And he's never seen the movie yes. So,
10: I mean, give him me some credit no, we're not giving any credit <laughs> for that at all. That's a defense,
2: All right, so it's perfect that you're here. What the, is, the single yeah. best article I've ever read on Maduro Cigars, Dark Tobacco, was something you did for Cigar Magazine yeah. way back when. Thank you. If you can go back and end up... Is it out there online or something? That, um, what a it, wonderful it, article it that was. It used to be.
10: You know, every once in a while, a consumer out of the blue will ask me for it. That so was I have, great. I have a PDF copy. The really? problem is I wrote it like 20 years ago, and... I know so much more that I kind of like, like you say it's the best,
2: and I look at it and go, "Eh, this could have been better now. Really? You know what I mean? That was an article I probably read four times in a row, went over it, because, listen, I've been in the business for a long time, too, but... There was so much in there, and I said, "Wow, I didn't know that." And I, it was reading that article. I learned so much from that article. Yeah, that was, that's when I learned that
10: magazines want shorter pieces. I, and yeah, and they're like, "Well, we gotta <laughs> we gotta trim this down to like four thousand words." And I it was feel like, like 15, Jonathan, can we Just <laughs> answer the question, <laughs> right?" And I'm like, "What is Maduro?" Well, Maduro's two different things. Maduro is a color classification. So, I mean, in when we're color grading cigars, there's 67 shades of brown of which the darker grades are Maduro. So that's basically the top 14 color grades would fit into the Maduro, or the Maduro Oscuro, or the double Maduro, double Oscuro. So it's a color reference. But Maduro tobaccos are a different strain of tobacco within the black tobacco families. So like Brazilian Marafina is a Maduro tobacco. Connecticut Broadleaf is a Maduro tobacco. Costa Rica Marron is a Maduro tobacco. San Andres Negro is a to- tobacco. And what that has to do is is how those tobaccos end up being fermented. They're done differently, different times in the barn, different temperatures in the palones, different weights that are necessary, the way that they're treated. But here's the thing, a true maduro tobacco does not always turn out maduro in color. Now, as a general rule of thumb, maduro tobaccos tend to ferment darker, hence maduro. Mm. But Look, Ecuador Habano, which is a Cuban seed, not a Maduro tobacco on a regular Sober Mesa, it's darker than a lot of cigars. that are labeled as Maduro cigars, yeah. right? You, somebody Vice versus, uh, you know, there's San Andres Negro cigars. And in San Andres Negro, which is a Maduro tobacco, they have what they call the Maduro grade or the dark grade. And then they have what they call the natural grade. So, and that's much more of a Colorado kind of hue. So, it's a Maduro tobacco that ends up being a medium tone Colorado color. So, those terms mean two different things, and they get used interchangeably. How, do do? How about so the thickness
2: of the tobacco?
10: Well, look, as a general rule of thumb, again, Maduro strains of tobacco tend to have a thicker texture to them, but that's not a that's not a classifier because you can find some sun grown Cuban seed. It's going to have a thicker texture than any of the San Andres Negro that you're going to find. So Sam in the chat room is asking about the Micaida wrapper, which is a Maduro. Right. Micaida wrapper is both. It's a Connecticut broadleaf, so it's a Maduro strain. And it also is Maduro in color, so it's both. It's the color and the tobacco.
4: So on the Micaida, he says, and I've noticed it too, there's almost like a a glitter to the wrapper, like a tiny glitter. You know where the glitter is? Are they working as strippers on their rough
10: hours? Here's where the glitter comes from. (laughs) When you see glitter on cigars... What that is coming from is it's coming from bands that are printed with real gold powder in them. So the bands that are printed in the Netherlands by the high-end companies, the TSOs, the Dags, the Tintillon printers, they actually use gold powder in the ink. And what that gold is, is that's that little bit of gold flaking off from that Mm. down onto the cigar. And that's where that glitter is coming from. So that, that's what that is. The reason I like to use the gold powder is because I'm a purist and a traditionalist. And I love the way that when the cigars age, the bands kind of take on a bit of a patina to them. You know what I mean? They don't end up staying so shiny, bright. And I'm not big on the bling bling. Oh, look, I'm wearing sterling, right? It's just mm. uh, really bright gold is not me. But I, I really like the way the gold powder over time. photographs beautiful. It photographs beautiful. It, it, photographs yeah. beautiful, it looks beautiful. Yeah. But, but that is where you're, every mm. once in a while you're seeing those little glittery specks. Mm. That's actually a little bit of the gold dust. Right. So, so it's yeah.
5: not stripper rollers instead of virgin rollers. Yeah, have
10: you guys been to Nicaragua? Have you <laughs> looked around? I mean, I know your exposure of the photographs of the magazine. Yeah, you know how many people we have to go through to find someone pretty enough to photograph to get you that picture?
2: Come on. <laughs> so you are just back from Nicaragua. Uh, did you find new tobaccos there? Not on this trip. No? Okay. No, this
10: trip is a, primarily was a production trip. You, you did find a new ashtray. Yes, that ashtray is, yeah. It's it's a stone it's- Yeah, it's made out of soapstone It's, it's, it's heavy, but it's, even Cindy picked it up She goes, it's not as heavy as I thought it oh, would really? be Oh really? Okay, because yeah. it does
2: look massively heavy Yeah,
10: I mean, it's, it's it's heavy, but it's not crazy crazy I mean, the biggest issue is How am I going to pack them and get them safely to the States? And honestly, the only thing that makes any sense at all Is to actually like pack it in Pica Dura Which is going to be a total disaster for the customer When they open the box With tobacco Yeah, just pack it with shredded tobacco You know, coming from table trimmings. That's interesting. You know, because that way, because every ashtray is custom. So it's not like I can get a foam. First off, we're talking about Nicaragua. Right.
2: And and they're all different. And
10: they're all a little different. And it's not like I can get custom foam pieces made for just 500 units in Nicaragua. That doesn't exist. And so we were playing with it a little bit. And I I think we're just going to put shredded tobacco in the box. That Mm -hmm. way we can just pour it in. The problem is when you open it. You're going to want to open it in your driveway, is my recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Your, your, Treat it like a glitter bomb. <laughs> yeah. Your swag, for instance, uh, here's the ashtray coming out, but it's everything from the mugs and now the shirts that you put out. It's not what everybody else does. It's truly unique stuff that actually, when I saw the ashtray, I said, I, I have, to, I want one of those. I never want anybody's swag. Oh, yeah, swag. I meant to bring you one. I forgot. Yeah, but your stuff is stuff that, people want so as opposed to here's the
10: thing i've been doing this for three decades we've all been given so many bad cutters bad ashtrays bad shirts bad this bad yeah. that. it all ends up in a drawer we never ever use it and my thing is if any nobody should be buying my cigars because of the swag anyway the, right the customer that buys cigars because of swag those are not my customers My customer buys the cigars because they really know the difference, and they want really great cigars. And the swag is a bonus, you know what I mean? Of course. And and, and I want the bonus to be nice enough that they're going to actually use it. And you see like those mugs, yeah, they cost 12 times more than a Chinese mug. I know that, but they're handmade in the United States. They're really beautiful. They're heavy pieces. They work great. People really use them. I see pictures of them all the time on Instagram and Facebook. Right? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. It's the one I mean, how, many, how it's many pictures do you see of other companies' stuff? Right. And these other companies give away a ton of stuff. Yeah. And you very rarely see the photo. So I think it's of a greater value to – look, if I'm making really high-quality cigars, why am I going to give somebody some cheap piece of crap from the Asian Pacific Rim? That cost me $2.72 to
2: land. Yeah. It's like a big disconnect for me. Well, take take cigar smokers who have been smoking cigars for a long time, and Ed Sullivan is a perfect example. As a customer, he'd come in and he'd buy a box of whosoever thing that's going on. And he's and like, like a, say, here's the swag that you're going to get. No, and he'd thank say, you.
10: I don't want it. Right, because it ends up in a drawer. Right. He wins not ends up in a closet. Swag. And, and four years so later, fuel. you
2: end up throwing it away, and it's <laughs> like you just don't want it. Wouldn't even take it. Wouldn't even take it. Yes, let's do that. Um, so, um, the, the yeah, so the shirt yeah. the
4: mug. So the last three days we've had the event here with you guys, and uh, we had a small window yesterday when it was available. We're going to open up that window a little bit more, so until Tuesday at 9 a.m., and it's a very hard cutoff Tuesday at 9 a.m. You buy 20 of uh, Steve Saka's cigars, you're going to get a mug. You buy 40 You're going to get the mug and the shirt. I guess it's kind of stupid we didn't bring a mug up here to show you. And then, uh, it's beautiful. Thanks, commercial break. And there's a comment section when you place your order online. In the comment section, put the size of your shirt if you're ordering 40 cigars or more. But it is important to make note that an Umbagog only counts as half a cigar. So you got to buy two Umbagogs to have it count as one cigar. And this will be a hard cutoff Tuesday. And I know everybody's
10: saying, wow, that's a lot. But yeah, the shirt's a real Dickies work shirt, um, not made in China, and he has made size, in Central America. And he
4: has sizes up to 5X, which uh, I'm wearing. And, and we Barry's actually,
2: actually wearing a shirt. It's a little big yeah. on
4: me. Barry. Yeah.
2: So that's the The model. sizes match up, too, by the mm-hmm. way. It's not like you're going to get an extra large, and you think you're going to get a medium. The extra large is that's an That's the other large. problem with all that stuff.
10: Uh, they get this stuff made, and in Asia, an extra large is a medium plus. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So the sizes don't even correspond. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Steve, hand Barry the mug. I've got a, a shot and okay. they can get a look at the shirt and the mug.
10: I don't know if Barry was the best
6: mug. No, he, the, is the, he is not. He is
2: not. We're trying to sell cigars here, right? No, <laughs> but uh, Barry has lost 100 pounds. God bless him. They don't pounds.
4: shortchange kind of, me. It's 116. 116. And I, <laughs> and I
2: mentioned that to him the other day when I stopped by to
10: drop off. I was like, wow. You're looking good, brother. Keep it up. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, as
2: a fat dude, I know how hard it is. So, because you were in Nicaragua, I'm, I'm watching you on social media. By the way, huge following if you don't follow Steve on social media. But there he is showing the people carving the ashtrays and all this out. And I got a little scared at the beginning because I remember the cigar boom that was going on. And the cigar manufacturers started selling shirts and ashtrays and things because hey, they didn't have cigars Right. Everybody wants me
10: to sell stuff, but... <laughs> I'm not in the shirt yes. business. I'm not in the ashtray business. Uh, well, yeah. Steve, a you lot know? of people are
5: admiring uh, John's shirt.
10: It's a beautiful shirt. Yeah. No plans, no. Here's the problem. They're all custom made. They cost like $86 a piece. <laughs> right. right. You want it for free. You know, you, the customer <laughs> wants it for free. And let, there's consumers that, look, if you want this shirt, it's called Fan Customs. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can go on there and get one made yourself. Okay, and you can do it with, they have a wide variety of colors and a wide, look, there's so many people who've made Dunbarton hats, it's crazy. Really,
2: made them on their own? Make them on their own. So what's the magic of that fan base that that happens? Great cigar, it comes down to the product itself? (laughs) Well, it certainly isn't my charming personality. No, it is not. (laughs) No, it is (laughs) not.
10: You know, it's hard to answer, I mean... Oh, my God, you stump soccer. Well, because, <laughs> look, it's, it's, this, it's very weird because, first off, we all know that I think I'm amazing, right? We all can <laughs> yes, agree on that. Yes, we agree. But we also know that I also am probably the most critical of myself. So simultaneously, I'm my biggest critic, yeah. too. And, um, you know, and you're, like, really honored, and you don't really understand it. And I, I, I can't – you'd have to ask one of those people –
2: yeah. You know what I mean? To understand why. When, when somebody buys somebody's label on their product, to me, it's the ultimate thing that they would want to do.
10: And the fact that they're going out of their way and they're yeah. doing it entirely... And look, on, when this, you get, on their own. And when you get one of those one-off hats made, they're like 40 to 50 bucks to get a single hat yeah. made, right? What did you say? So there you go. He got a couple for like 25 that he got made. So, I mean... It isn't like they're getting it for free, you know? And and my problem is I keep getting hats made. I've gotten a, a bunch of prototypes, and they just all suck. Yeah. To get a hat that you really would want to wear that costs like $17 to $19 wholesale, you get the hats like John Huber makes for crown heads. He makes yeah. some really wicked good hats, right? But those hats aren't $9 hats. Yeah. Those aren't $7 hats. Or unless John has an amazing hookup. If yeah. you do, brother, help me out. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean, really, I mean, they're they're quality pieces. And I don't think consumers understand how little money we actually make on a box of yeah. cigars. So even like this deal where it's 40 cigars, the truth is between the mug and the shirt, we're about breaking even. Yeah. That's about what happens on that purchase. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not whereas most companies are like giving you this like really cheap. Taiwanese made knife that they're getting for $3 and 27 cents and they're actually making profit when you buy the box and they give you the $3 odd knife. Mm-hmm. The problem is the $3 knife is a piece of crap that you're not going to use. Yeah. You know, you might take a photo of it once or twice, but if you're like a real knife guy, yeah, it's- you can't pull that knife out of your
2: pocket. It's like, it's like shame, shame, shame. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh- <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, and um, Again, Barry, 40 cigars. 40 cigars? 40 cigars. And, and why it's 40 cigars is because he has oddball numbers of cigars. Right. Per, per I mean, per there's box.
4: 13 boxes, there's 25 count boxes, but you do any total equaling 40 or more. Or more. Keep in mind, Umbegog, two counts as one. Yeah. Uh, just put your size in the comment section. And uh, we'll probably get that order out to you probably Tuesday or Wednesday because we're going to have to make a special arrangement to get the shirts from Saka. Right.
2: Uh, that's why you. That's, 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 the, that's, as, as that's so why there's the. supplies last it's, too.
4: Yes. 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 That's why so, there's a
10: hard cutoff at right. 9 a.m. Tuesday. I mean, there's some shirts that we have eight left of, and there's mm. other shirts we have six left of. Yeah. But we have everything from women's small to double X. And everything from men's small to five
2: X, five X, which is what I was yeah. wearing. That's right. loose.
10: And if uh, he does run out of your shirt size, we will call you and we'll let you know. Look, that
2: you want to go higher or lower, low. right? Right. Yeah. Okay.
10: And Good. If they say you don't suck as a person, maybe we'll make you one special for you, right? I'm going to have to order more shirts (laughs) to
2: replace the ones I got, right? It's just it takes a while. Well, I don't want to get into that. (laughs) To be honest with you, we'll figure out something and uh, make it right. Uh, So final thoughts here on Sober Mesa Brulee because we're going to get into another cigar uh, right after the break. But Sober Mesa Brulee, um, short of the blue, and we were talking about that when you weren't here, uh, my second favorite, blue is just age longer, and that's why I like it.
10: Blue is a slightly stronger blend. But then it's aged a year. Okay. So I don't think it's necessarily... Aged after it's rolled. After it's rolled. Post-rolled. Right, a full year. All right. That's the reason why they're so hard to find is because I'm having to make them a whole year before. It's not like... And everyone's yelling for the other one. Right. So you put it out. And so you end up... you know. Look, we keep increasing production on blue, but I don't want to so increase it that... I find myself a year from now having you know eight thousand boxes of sober mesa blue that nobody wants. Yeah, and yeah. when
2: when blue isn't there, I just go to regular brulee.
6: Yeah, well the problem. thing
10: honestly, I, blue is more of a kind of a geek smoke. I think. I mean, for the average consumer, we're talking about it, it's got age of a year. It's in a Lonsdale format. Yeah, it's it's delicious. It's, it's my great. favorite of the sober mesa brulee personally. Me too. But as a regular cigar smoker, I'd smoke the Toro. Day in, day out, rather than the blue. But, uh, but But yeah, the blue is a very finite audience. And I think that's one of the reasons it's so surprising about blue is I would have never expected blue to sell as much given its size and what it costs.
2: But it's interesting that the people that can't age cigars, they did it for you. <laughs> and here it is, and, and it's finished. And to try it side by side comparison, and you again, the blend is a little different. It'd be interesting if it wasn't, but for it not to be, you know. Yeah, have but just p-
10: find a box of Brulee and keep it a year. Keep and you it got the yeah, same thing, right? right. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> and then you'll do
2: it.
5: Paul Kraft has an interesting comment here. He says, I think Steve would rather people like his product than like him.
10: Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call Listen, her a friend
2: to get a fucking dog. <laughs> a
5: few <laughs> years. See that
10: dog right there? And, that dog's a way better friend. <laughs> and, and they don't smoke cigars. <laughs> and they don't typically. smoke cigars. A
2: few years ago, at your booth, you were giving out gifts with purchase, basically. You come up. It was just laying there. But it was a little button. And it says, I hate soccer. And they t- they were gone. I know. When are we
4: getting the We Love Cindy? Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. sighs>
2: <laughs> anyway, let, let's take a break, and when we come back, the PCA trade show is just three weeks away. What does Steve have up his sleeve, and uh, will it shake up the cigar industry? We're going to find out what we can find out from there, and we're going to actually light up one of the cigars. Yeah, So stick around, everybody. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network are you a member of the cigar authority care package well if not the time my friend is now for just $24.99 you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month and we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the cigar authority podcast with you i don't know if
3: that's really a benefit
2: sure it is we will judge the construction flavors and review the cigars and you can see how right or wrong we really are you might be surprised Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99 and you can quit anytime, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on the
3: CigarAuthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package.
9: Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro, named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times, subtle and understated, with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua
8: today. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease.
0: You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world. Let me tell you a
3: little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the 3-Pete. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched. 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary Rocky Patel's 15th
11: anniversary Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino.
8: This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. not Anything. And we're
2: back and we're here with... John Saka and his dad, Steve Saka, from Dunbottom Tobacco and Trust. Welcome back, everybody. Very excited about the cigar that's coming out. Um, do, I, do I go to Barry? Where do I go with this? Well, thing? I can
4: tell you it's a Paladin de Saka, and it measures 7 by 52, and it features a San Andreas wrapper. I don't know if Steve will be nice enough to tell
10: us the binder and filler. Yeah, I would if I knew what it was off the top of my head. No, I just, uh, <laughs> it's actually it's the, same, uh, its the same basic Liga as Sin Compromiso. Um, but again, it's been tweaked. I, I have this habit of, I make a blend, I'm 100% done with it, and then a year into smoking them, a year and a half in, I'm like, you know, let me just play a little tiny bit and nibble around the edge. I mean, that's what happened with Sober Mesa, with the Elegante and Cedros. That's what happened, Short Churchill. That's kind of what's happened with Miki Rita. That. That birthed a whole new thing. Yeah. You know, stemming from the firecracker production that I did for you, the firecracker production I did for you guys. And it's no different. You know, Sober Mesa Blue. It's me tweaking around the brulee blend. Well, this is me tweaking around with the Syncom from Miso Blend. Yeah. You know, after the fact, a couple years after you released it. Crown, the same thing happens, right. you know, back right. there. So it's going to be a sh- sh- from somewhere. short
4: box count like the other machine. Yeah,
10: these will be in 13-count boxes. They'll be in a... This is a this is the Sin Compromiso blend that I personally smoke on the regular. Mm -hmm. I smoke the number five in the traditional one, is the one I smoke the most of. But over the last couple of years I've been smoking more of this blend in this particular size.
2: Do you have a and this will be one size? Yeah,
10: I'm just this is the only size I've even ever made it in. Okay. It's the only one I've worked on. It's the only one I I don't even know if I'll be happy in other sizes. Okay. I'll cross that bridge somewhere else.
4: Approximate price point?
10: Oh a ton. Crazy money. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, these are expensive. Yeah, these are pricey. Look if you North of $20? North to $20, yeah. North of thirty dollars? Maybe, but I don't think so. Up uh, there. Mm-hmm.
2: Up there close. Close yeah.
10: to thirty. dollars well. Yeah, but I'm I'm out again, this is not a cigar that I'm worried about selling a lot of. I mean, it's just, it's the best of the best of the best of the best. And if you want to smoke the best of the best of the best of the best, then this is where you are. And we all know this is consumers, right? Yeah. This is Gotta where pay. Don Carlos Anniversaries, Anniversarios are. This is where Padron 40th, 50th, 80th are, right? This is where yeah. the, I mean, Davidoff obviously exceeds that price point, but when you start getting into the higher level, those Atabay, right? Yeah. Atabay is a 28, 30 odd dollar yeah. cigar that's what it costs to be there. Now, whether it's worth the money, look, that's a decision that consumers have to make individually. I mean, is it something that you absolutely gotta buy and must smoke? You gotta no. try? You gotta try it? Yeah, I I would try it, yeah. but
2: you know, but yeah. I don't wanna well let's do it. Let's try it now. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Prodomo the brand while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellent.
4: And before we like this, Tom Criswell has a phenomenal question. Uh, With Father's Day, John, what do you love the most about your pop? His understanding. (laughs) I never saw that that coming. no. And then reverse. You know you don't have to lie. Yeah. It's <laughs> not a requirement. And then the reverse That's your final gift. <laughs> what's the what's the thing you like the most about you or you love the most about your boys?
10: Um, well, look, they're two separate children. They're two different people. So in the case of Jonathan, Jonathan someone that has a genuinely good heart and really cares. He cares about the people around him. Um, he's even from when he was a little kid, he was the kid that defended the kid that was getting bullied in the playground you know he always took the weakest in the pack and kind of befriended them and and that's uh that's a that's a trait that comes from his mother obviously <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so not one that comes from his father yeah you were the bully the, i'm uh, sure but that's uh that's that's
2: that's i mean look there's many things to admire but that's one of the main ones that i always think about well that's a beautiful thing um all right, we're going to light the cigar yep. and we're using uh, the vertigo cyclone. Yep, it's time to light our cigar, oh. and this and we're going to be using the vertigo
4: cyclone to light it up with, which by featuring the way, a triple flame and they retail for 12.99, or right now you can get them on twoguyscigars.com for two for 20. and this is the workhorse of the industry. Yeah. I've washed it, I've dropped it in the pool, yeah. it keeps on working. By far the best lighter in the business.
10: For twelve bucks. For
4: twelve ninety nine, or two for twenty.
10: Yeah, no, it's it's. I agree with you. Of all the torch lighters, this one is the one.
2: It just, you're right. It just, it works. And that's the key. It works, doesn't break down, and if it does, it's twelve bucks. Um, all right. So, not to bring up a different cigar because we're liking this, but I want to get into it a little more and and taste it and smoke it. By the way, uh, kind of full body right off the bat. A lot of sweetness, though. Uh, Are we going to go down this road again? Yeah.
4: (laughs) It's not an unnatural sweetness.
10: Thank God we don't have to start that crap again. (laughs) But but there's
4: a nice underlying vanilla floral note that complements the coffee nature that you would get from a San Andreas wrapper.
2: Yeah. Uh, Paladin. Have gun, will travel? Where, Where is this?
10: Well, you know, I started thinking about if this is the one that I'm smoking the most, this is kind of my paladin. You know, this is the one that represents... You know, the brand represents me. Look, all my cigars are very different. This one is still in that very smooth, elegant kind of format that the Sins are in. But it's just got a little bit more richness to it, a little bit more oomph. And you're going to particularly get that when you start getting into the second half. The only thing I feel bad about is these are ones that were recently made. The ones that the consumers are going to get are going to be ones in boxes that have, again, a year of age on them. So those will... So they you're continue gonna those, to have
2: a year of age?
10: Yes. They'll always be a year aged. Yeah,
2: that'll be the deal. Look, okay. When you're paying this kind of money, you deserve something special. It's yeah. my attitude. Okay. All right? Good. Nobody wants a young cigar that has to be put down, <laughs> at, like a Cuban cigar but these, has to but be these put will, down.
10: These are not going to burn as crisp as the ones that have a year age, because these were literally just made a couple, three weeks ago.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, Stillwell Star is. I see you're promoting it. You're showing the bands out there already, um, but I'm, not giving. I'm any... being accused of teasing. That correct. is, what, and then look, the accusations are correct. I'm teasing. <laughs> nothing <laughs> wrong. With, nothing wrong with that. But no tobacco information, which is what you're most known for, is saying it's this, 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 and, and really getting deep into it. That has been removed from this.
10: Yeah. and it won't be. When we get to the PCA trade show, all will be revealed. Everyone will know everything. It's just – it's such a unique and different project, and it's going to cause a lot of people to talk. And I just would like for some people to physically see it and smoke it first before the chattering head <laughs> class starts chattering. Yeah. Because they're going to chatter. Yeah. But I i don't – I want people – because, you know, when I say it to you – and look, you've smoked a couple. Yeah. And he smoked one the other day, which you know? was amazing. That I was did, there. I loved right, it. And he didn't even realize <laughs> yes, I what it. it was. He's like, "This is different."
4: I'm like the redheaded stepchild. He knew. He knew. He's like, yeah.
10: he knew it was different. And then when I told him what it was, and I said, "You know, give it a retrohale. Do you taste this? Do you taste that?" And Ed's like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> you know what I mean? And and that's the thing. It's uh, it's a uh, it's. I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm just doing it in a different grade, and a different level than anyone has ever done it before or ever considered doing it. And the reason why they don't is because, A, it's really difficult, and B, it's just expensive yeah. to do that. And I still don't even know the final price on that.
2: You Uh, like the best ingredients. When you made the meatball thing, it was the best meatball at the most expensive price it was ever. It comes down to ingredients. Yeah, it does.
10: Which is costly.
2: It's costly. And the other thing, too, is
10: me also understanding, look, I'm in a very highly competitive business. And there's a lot of very good factories and a lot of very good cigar makers. And so, therefore, what can I do that differentiates what we do compared to the other companies? And look, All the companies make some really high-end products, right? But they make a lot of mid-tier products, and they make a lot of lower-grade products. We don't make any of that at all. Everything we make is. So You're not coming out with a bundle brand. Yeah, well, I have one. It's my own bagag, And you comment to me, "Well, that's kind of expensive for a bundle brand." Like, yeah, yeah I don't know. it okay. is. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's,
2: it's not a bundle brand. It happens to be in a bundle. Yeah, mm-hmm. but
10: the thing is, if it wasn't in a bundle, then we would definitely be up around eleven bucks. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I put it in the bundle, and it keeps it sub yeah. ten. See,
5: I'm atypical. I'd say save the boxes and just give you right. the cigar. And,
10: and you're not atypical. They all say that, right? and I wish it was true, yeah, but it isn't it. true, because no. I don't make any money on boxes. See, they the, buy with their eye. They're yeah. the biggest pain in my neck. But see, I'm not I lying, mean,
5: because if I go in the humidor, and there are bundles and boxes,
10: I take the bundle. I don't, yeah, you don't you have to throw away the box. Ed, you are literally one out of a thousand. Right. True. Okay. Well, thank you, Steve. That's I a mean, great It's compliment. just because <laughs> if consumers weren't attracted to the boxes and they didn't care about the boxes, we I would mean. all stop using the darn boxes because there's nobody that wants to make these stupid boxes. There's nobody. Yeah. You know how much it costs in shipping weight? Now, the only upside to a box is it does protect the cigars better. Yep. When you ship them in bundles, those cigars never... Are as protected yeah, especially as, a torpedo, as they are. Or any Figueroa, right, any Figueroa, yeah. anything. Because I mean, look, these things are. I mean, they're coming from the third world. They got to make it all the way to us, and then they got to make it from us to the retailer. And then they got to make it to the retailer, the consumer. That cigar, it's got more air miles than uh, most consumers that are smoking it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the downside to going with all bundle packaging. But we could solve that by putting them all in cardboard boxes. You know what I mean? So, we could better protect them. We could put them all in corrugated cardboard boxes. But the problem is, consumers, when you put it in that presentation, they're not willing to pay what the cigar is worth. And it now forces you to add a box that costs somewhere between the very for the cheapest, like crappiest box. Made out of wood or okame, mm. you're in a five, $6 range
2: now, that's right? even hard to get. Right.
10: And that's hard to get. Yeah. You're closing around seven on average, and you're somewhere between seven and 12. And when you do that, now we don't margin the boxes. We just treat them as a cost that gets passed on, yeah. but it gets taxed. It gets margined through the distribution yeah. chain and yeah. Shipping weight. Right. And it's shipping weight. Yeah. Look, so consumers pay for it. Yeah. But the truth is, every time, remember uh, La Unica? Yes, La Unica was probably the best-selling yeah. bundle brand, bundle yeah. brand high-quality cigar. Yeah. and what did they eventually have to do? Box
2: it, put it in a box. <laughs> yeah, because the customer felt like they would were, they were—they were, right. felt like they weren't getting as good a product. Yeah, yeah. So, John Saka, would you like to add anything to this of the Stillwell Star tobacco that's being used? I've had them and they're wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the payroll, folks. <laughs> <laughs> just, just. And that's as far as that goes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is, uh, and I understand it because I know about it and no. I've known about it for quite a while. And I, I agree 100%. If you, he's not teasing for the sake of teasing. He's not saying it because come and look at it. You're going to be at the PCA trade show retailers that are listening. Come and see it. Light it up and see for yourself. Because honestly, if you just said it, I think there would be a negative thought of this thing until you did what you did to Ed Sullivan. And it was great to be there in front of him. He had no idea, and I knew. And here he was enjoying it. And you would have had a negative thought. Yeah, I mean, I,
5: I in fact I said to Dave, I'm
10: not a hundred percent sure I would have tried it. Right. But I was certainly glad yeah. I did. And I think because you had that one, yeah. I think you'll be likely to try at least two of the three others. Yeah. I think there's one that probably you'll be like, I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> <Right>. Okay. <laughs> That'll be completely out of your wheelhouse. But I think the other, I think that people that really love tobacco are going to be really yeah. intrigued by this cigar. All the same size, four blends. Four blends, all six by 52 Toros, very simple, all clearly. Ex- the packaging on this brand clearly
2: explains these particular unique tobaccos. And you, you're not going to accidentally buy one and think you bought the other. Well,
10: look, if you're a moron, yeah. What, <laughs> what do you want me to do? You yeah, want me to right. set you color-coded? Not uh, color-coded, but they have the name of it. And the box they come out of, they have a very clear uh, description of what you're
2: pulling out of the box. because okay. what, what I'm looking at here is uh, on the Paladin, we just have a white band. There's no... I, I haven't... Right, seen, you haven't seen the finish, right. finished branding of that. Yeah, it. yeah, of that.
10: Nobody has, and I, I haven't shown that off yet because, again,
2: I want people to see it. Mm-hmm. Well, another thing about it, I did see the band, a picture, a picture of the band, which was a star. Right. And um, along with your shirts that, that you're giving away with mm-hmm. the 40-count box is a picture of the Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. And a lot of your things are, there's no words. It's almost like a wink to those that know I don't think that's it at all. It's me just, I look,
10: I had the experience courtesy of Lou Rothman to work at JR. Yep. And then I had my experience at, uh, and you got to remember at JR, we were a very large retailer. Yeah. So we weren't just a large, you know, importer or brand owners, but we also ran real retail shops. And I know that the people that are probably listening to Cigar Authority and the people that follow social media, they just assume that everybody else is like them. But the truth is, you guys are freaks. You know what I mean? We're just really into cigars, right? And the average consumer, they come in the door, and they can't remember what they smoke all the time. They have no clue. They don't even know the brand name. There's a guy downstairs right now in the system. He smokes the same brand every time, and they had to look it up for him. Right? And so I understand that as much as you sobremesa, mi querida, sin compromiso – they are actually quicker to identify with a simple visual. So Obremesa, big ass crown, compromiso, this symbol, it looks Celtic, but it's not Celtic, okay? But I mean, it has a very clear image. And even on a brand like Mique Rita, it has that sawtooth pattern in the cut, which is a really unique die cut. So I like for brands to have a very simple visual cue that makes it easier for the consumer to latch on. I can see someone across the room smoking a Padron and I know what that color red means. You know what I mean? I can see a consumer smoking a Liga Pravada across the room. I know he's smoking a Liga Pravada because these bands have a very distinctive
2: look to them. You had that designed? Liga Pravada? Yeah, it
10: was the year. Yeah.
2: Okay. That's interesting. Um, Right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars.
4: (laughs) What does cheese have in common with A Tribe Called Quest? Well, they're both funky, and they both age extremely well. More interestingly, though, science has discovered the two go very well together. Perfectly named Swiss cheese maker Beat Wamfla started an experiment to determine whether music would help aging cheese reach a more robust flavor. Wheels of Cheese was subjected to songs by Led Zeppelin, movements from Mozart, and techno music over a 24-month period. A tasting panel said the cheese subjected to we got it from here from a tribe called Quest was the best Swiss he ever tasted. We don't know if there were any holes in their experiment, but perhaps the band will now be called A Tribe Called Queso. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. You ever think about subjecting your cigars to music to see if they'll
2: age better?
10: I yell at them.
6: (laughs) Burn
2: straighter! Better draw! (laughs) And uh, was it you I saw the post of the Swiss cheese? Mm-hmm. So Nicaragua Swiss cheese doesn't have very many holes.
10: Here's a funny part. I looked at the package after I posted it. It came from Wisconsin. <laughs> oh god! Oh, god. <laughs> they imported it from Wisconsin. Oh, so it was Wisconsin Swiss cheese without holes.
2: Okay. Because <laughs> uh, it's the only bread of Swiss cheese we get in Nicaragua. It doesn't have any damn holes in it. They're like, what's going on here? Uh, next week's show, the 2021 Firecracker, will be released with Nick Malillo. We're going to have him on the show. Uh, the following week, 12 Ways to Spot a cube, a Fake Cuban Cigar. And the following week after that, I will be at the PCA. And you guys are doing the show without me. But we're going to try to zoom in or do and something. We're going to zoom you in. We'll zoom you in for a little bit. Because the doors are going to be actually opened at that moment. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, 12 Ways to sp- uh, Spot a Fake a fake Cuban cigar. Another um, thing that I remember about you from way back, uh, the date codes of Cuban cigars, yeah. that you broke the, the, the code. Right. And I was also the person that, you know, along with my
10: friend J.C, um, we probably wrote the original uh, Cuban counterfeit guide that was available on the Internet. I know uh, Wow well, well, I, I know my friend Ed Sullivan over there remembers it really clearly. Uh, yeah, I was uh,
2: now that must have changed over time, right? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. so
10: out of date now, it's ridiculous. But at the time, I was kind of like one of the preeminent uh, uh, experts on counterfeit Cuban cigars,
5: Nivel Acuso. Yeah, remember Nivel Acuso? <laughs>
10: yeah, was a long time How ago. How the hell did you pull it off? I mean, that. Did you not hear the part where I said I was amazing?
6: Yes, I did. You missed, <laughs> so, like, you missed that
2: part? But, I mean, you're talking about the whole world trying to figure out what the code thing was, and he cracked the code. It was, like, unbelievable at the time. What year? 95? I
10: don't want to say, because obviously I did not do that myself. I had an inside job. I had some mm. help okay. from some folks at Habanos, and, uh, ah, and, uh, he's, and let's just make his life miserable. He mole. still has a job, and he's still there. Oh. Mm. And, and now he's important. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and and maybe
2: Ed Sullivan went on a trip to Cuba with them? Is that the guy? Uh,
10: no. No. No? No? no, no, no. Okay.
2: No. I, I did go
5: on a trip to Cuba, but I have,
10: I have, we have never disclosed where we got those mm-hmm. for. I don't, All I, don't right. I don't
2: need that guy to get in trouble. All right, that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh one more thing is the Meek Tricky Tracker number 448. Mm-hmm. Um which is um Tricky Tracker period was what you had originally done for the firecracker. That's correct. This version 4 by 48 is closer to the size of the five by 50 right three and a half by 50 of the firecracker right so a little bit a little bit longer and a, a little, little bit, bit skinnier yeah and uh by making it a little bit longer and a little bit skinnier you you got to the same place you were with the firecracker you think i think i have yeah i mean look i no
10: matter what I do, people are going to say firecrackers <laughs> are better, right? Because they can't buy firecrackers. Right. And that's just the way things work. But I think if you like that firecracker experience, um, I think you're going to be very satisfied with this. And the reason why I made it in 4x48 is because that's the size that the Mikay Rita pairs make all the time for Gordita, mm. right? So basically, I have, I have talent that they make 4 by 48s all the time. And they can just make the 4x48 better than me making a 4x50. And it also makes my life simpler because I don't have to jig up a new box. You know what I mean? I have the bands that are the right length to fit around it. I mean, again, these are all things that people don't think about. But, you know, you start getting into certain ring gauges. You now need to have, for a brand, you need to have three separate bands to
2: fit the various size cigars you've got within the brand. Yeah, especially Um, when you add it because you never made it correct in the first place. Because you try to figure out beforehand, okay, it's going to be able to handle this and this. Then you add a, a, a Gordo, or you end up adding a... a right, you add a size, yeah. and then you're out of range. Yep. So, Been there, done that. Yeah, of course. And Yeah.
10: So, yeah, I think it's... Look, I don't know that it'll be as popular as Firecracker. I will sell more of it, because this will be available all to this. all the retailers around the country. All the time. They carry Miike Rita all the time. Yeah. But obviously, it's not going to have the sexiness of "Oh my God, the Mickey Rita Firecrackers available." I have to buy it now, or it won't be there 48 right. minutes later.
2: What's going to take away from it, I think, a little bit, is the other two—the Paladin and the Star—are going to oh, outshine gonna, yeah, it. Yeah, right? yeah,
10: yeah. This is a this is just a <clears throat> different size, different size, yeah. and a thing. Yeah, it's a it's a niche size for the consumers yeah. that want it. So don't it. don't be
2: don't be depressed when these other two are going to outshine obviously. I'm not depressed. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, You care <laughs> You care, and I'm going to hear about it. But what I want to hear about right now is uh, the, the emails. Uh, we're going to have three emails and we're going to have to pick one of them to win the prize. So what do we have, Ed Sullivan?
5: All right. Uh, it's time for the San Luis Ray Carainas email of the week.
4: What's and a Carainas? I don't know. It's a place, I believe. It's their new cigar they just came out with. Oh, okay. Uh,
5: yeah. It's uh Brought to you by San Luis Ray Cigars. And this week's prize will be a canvas bag, a bottle opener, and a flask. There you go. So you can put two of them in the other one, and you're all set for almost anything. Here we go. Okay. Uh, this email came to us via the Contact Us page of the thecigarauthority.com. And, you see, you left me with names I can't pronounce. And Jonathan, it's either Villa Real or Villarreal. It's the second one. It's the second one. You know him. <laughs> yes. Uh, he writes, and these are a series of questions for us. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. If your life had a theme song, what would it be? Mm. And he speculates uh, Mr. J's is life's a dance.
2: Yeah, that sounds right.
5: And then we've also got, uh, what cigar band would you put on your coffin?
2: Hmm. Hmm.
5: And finally, what cigar is a sin not to smoke all the way? Sin compromiso. That's yeah. what I think. <laughs> 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 That's easy.
10: Chi-ching. There we go. I'm a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, right. A unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to smoke every quarter inch of that sucker?
5: <laughs> so, Steve, with all your. Um, the stuff that you're putting out your shirts you got a coffin coming like a kiss sort of thing you know you just have a sack of swatch on the coffin or <laughs> oh, yeah. is that a step too far
10: i want no i want a stone mausoleum <laughs> oh, nice. oh yeah
2: i want i want the whole shebang yeah
5: and dave you're a former dj i mean what's your song
2: boy i don't know <laughs> I was thinking that those are really good questions. So. Yeah,
5: it's, it's I'm going to give him the
2: Jeffersons.
1: Moving on, <laughs> I'd like a theme
2: song. I'd like to have a theme song of, you know, I walk in a room and the music starts playing. It's yeah. always my theme or whatever. But <laughs> doesn't everybody want that? I'd like to have. You one. can
10: do it with your cell phone, right? Just every time we come in the room, just press yeah. play.
2: Would For that your be your own music? That yeah. would irritate people like forever. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to do
5: it.
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, I don't think I want a cigar band on my coffin. How about you, Barry?
10: No, I don't want a cigar band. No, I, I don't even really want no. a
5: coffin. Just burn me All out. Right. Yeah, I want, to be, me. I
10: want to be buried in my Ellie Blue humidor. So oh. cremate me and bury me <laughs> in that. I want to be cremated, <laughs> brought to the cigar shop. Damn thing
2: costs as much as
1: a coffin, right? Might as well get you use out of it. <laughs> have the urn opened
2: up and have everybody add some cigar ashes to the urn. Yeah, Ooh. those are three good mm-hmm. questions. And so we're gonna hear here uh, during the rest of the show two more emails. We're gonna. Pick So try to remember that one if you think it was good, and we'll pick that. But um PCA Trade Show, you are going, you I are am. showing, and yes. you are ready.
10: No. You are not. Mm. No, the first two, yeah, I got that in spades. But the third one, disaster. Three weeks away. I know, dude. What do you want me to say? Dude. Couldn't go to Nicaragua almost all of 2020, right? Yeah. I mean, I've been scrambling ever since, and I'm scrambling in an environment that... And it happens every year that we're scrambling. But this is even worse, yeah. because... Look, God bless. Cigar sales have been good, but that's put a lot of stress, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of stress on production, and this logistical problem was bad. But now, as the rest of the world begins to start working again it's just become a total disaster with just all the little bits and bobbles you need from all the little places that you need them
2: from yeah, one you person know. messes up you're done
10: yeah the like the gold powder dust guy you know what I mean it's not like they're mm-hmm. you know like like it's not like they're making the gold dust at the printer, right? They're right. buying it already as gold dust. And you know, and that guy stopped making them because he got shut down. And then when he started up, well, there wasn't a lot of demand for gold dust. So what has to happen is the printer has to come online first and order it before he can start to restaff, to start getting the little elves to make little gold dust with cheese graters. I don't know how they do it. So once you this know, cigar
5: has the real band, I'll get the glitter effect on not this. Not on this cigar. one. because nope.
10: Well, a little because this one has a, a black and sterling. uh
2: uh-huh. So I'll get sterling dust.
10: You'll get a little sterling dust, yes.
2: Mm. Sterling dust.
10: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look. if you look at an Opus X, they use,
2: like, real gold powder Mm -hmm. in an Opus X, man. You'll you'll notice the same thing there. Well, there was a reason why when that came out, everybody's eyes popped open, and they say, holy God, look at this thing. But but it cost. (laughs) It cost. And it's not little production numbers either.
10: Yeah, but you say it cost, but if you're putting it on a cigar that's a... 20 to $30 cigar, does it really, does four extra cents for the band? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the customer is buying an Opus X. Does he care that the cigar costs four cents more for it to have a beautiful band no. on it? No. Rather than a yeah. piece of just... No, but you know, the problem
2: is you make a million bands at four cents a piece. And it's real money. Yeah, it, all these things add up. So and the other thing too
10: is you're making those purchases now that you're not going to cost recover on for maybe a year or two years. Yeah. And it's real. It's real money. I think the Stillwell Star. I mean, I think by the time we get done with this, I'll probably be forty k into those stupid bands.
2: And this is going to be interesting for the after show. We're going to talk about this. You want to? You want to start your own cigar brand? Mm. That's the business you want to get into. Uh, What does that cost? And we'll get into some of that. Oh God! But right now, uh, the poll question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Yeah.
4: The Question of the Week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. And we asked our listeners this week if they believe in UFOs and aliens. And, uh, you know, there was the big Pentagon report. Yes. Yes. Uh, said that there are no 16 as aliens, but we can't identify what the flying objects well, are. Well,
2: right. the UFO so, was unidentified. Of course there's unidentified flying objects.
4: Is I hit something idea- on
10: the highway, and the way here that's unidentified. <laughs> <laughs> it's far less identifiable now. I-
4: <laughs> so almost 67% of our audience yeah. believes in aliens, while the other 36 were no. And, uh... We had a comment section to it, and the majority of people say yes, say that it's impossible to believe that we're the only living
10: beings. That's where universe. my head's at, yeah. too. It's just the universe is too big. Yeah.
5: Barry, why do they always come and then
2: say, no, nah, that's it, and leave again?
10: If you showed up here, wouldn't you want to leave? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> lately.
4: Yeah.
2: Lately, I would. Okay, early thoughts here on Paladin. Uh, what do you think, Barry? We're talking high-end cigar here.
4: There's an underlying sweetness to it. That little floral component on the first light disappeared, uh, but there's a little cacao, there's some coffee. Um, for me, it's very different than Sin Compromiso. Um, really good cigar. Uh, I'll try
2: it when it comes out. And as it's going down, and I had the luxury of smoking one yesterday, it started getting really powerful. No. I don't think it's really powerful. Towards the end of this thing, it, it was, and I, and I went all the way down, Yeah, I nubbed the thing, but would you say it's more powerful than the standard
4: oh sin? god yes yeah. it's
10: definitely stronger than the than the standard sin blend yeah i find it smoother uh, though so it kind of masks that it's power. a very look that's always been the case with sin i think sin was kind of a misunderstood brand by some of the by some of the bloggers they mm. sin was always meant to be a very smooth velvety relaxing kind of experience it was never meant to be a cigar to beat you up over the head it was just, it was meant to be that really chill kind of stick. And I always tell consumers, it's a terrible cigar to smoke when you're in your truck going somewhere. It's a terrible cigar to smoke when you're out, you know, working in your yard. It's a terrible cigar to smoke, uh, next to the lake if it's really windy. Uh, you really, you want the, you want the smoke from sin to envelop you so you can get all the aroma and all the texture and all the nuance. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just kind of thought the price would kind of make that evident that, yeah. that you wouldn't smoke it while you're trying to ride your motorcycle at 40 miles an hour. But no, it it's a terrible cigar for that. Buy Umbagog. You know what I mean? That one's fantastic that's for my, that purpose. That's, that's my proficient. snow-blowing cigar. Right. I mean, Umbagog. there you go.
4: This is a sit-in-the-hammock type of cigar. Yeah, this is a, this
10: is is a, this is a cigar that you don't – you really want to give it its time and attention because it's got a lot of texture, got a lot of nuance. I, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be well received other than the price. But, Harry, you go in the hammock? It, now I can't. Like, you really? I just bought a lounge chair. <laughs> but even Dave, he's like, he's like, yes, he goes, wow, that costs a lot. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Mr. Attabay, right? You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, it's kind of like the, the pot calling the kettle black.
2: Well, I want to see it in its full presentation because I do believe in packaging. That, you know, as a retailer, I got to look at the Well, oh, I can tell you right now, it's not as
10: pretty as the Adabe and Byron packaging. Yeah. I mean, that stuff that Nelson yeah. does is over the top. But this is soccer style, it's very um, muted. Okay.
6: We'll, we'll in look design. At
2: that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, the Cigar Authority is now in its 12th year, and we are yet to get Steve to jump on and put an ad on the show. After 12 <laughs> years, I got an idea, and let's see if he bites or how much he hates it. We're live in the Toscano cigar soundstage. I to learn how
10: to say "idea" first. That would be a start. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get that done. Yeah. Maybe, I can, maybe I can sponsor you.
2: Stop saying "idea." You <laughs> no, can't fix. You can't fix broke. We'll be back in a minute.
7: This year marks the 25th anniversary of Drew Estate and the Rebirth of Cigars movement. To celebrate this momentous occasion, the company is inviting you, consumers, retailers and cigar media, to its epic blowout birthday bash entitled DE25. DE25 will be held on September 25th at the South Fork Ranch in Parker, Texas, part of the Dallas-Fort Worth metropolitan area. The DE25 celebration will include the unveiling of Drew Estate's newest brand, with a first-to-experience approach for consumers and trade partners together. Buy your tickets today at drewestate.com forward slash DE25. That's drewestate.com forward slash DE25. Since
12: 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican Cigar Manufacturing. Available at top retailers like 2 and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company.
8: Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Eñejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H-Upman 1844 in Yeho is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Certain general warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes.
2: Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for jose dominguez well what
3: you should be doing is talking about how good they are that jose dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake jose dominguez not singing a song if that's what you think you're doing
2: what i am doing is creating what is known as a donut
1: This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nicaragua, from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to the Cigar Authority of the United Podcast Network.
2: And we are back. We're smoking the Paladin. This is a 7x52 Churchill type of cigar. It's the Paladin de Saca, and it will come out at the PCA trade show just three weeks from now, where it'll be shown there. When do you think we'll receive it?
10: Mm, well, seven year of age. You're going to be probably somewhere in October. All right, it's good. It's going to um, be this year. It's going to be where I see it. All right. You know the other thing too is you know it's seven by fifty two, but it doesn't feel like a fifty two because it's a full prensado. Yeah. So it really feels more like a forty eight yeah. in your mouth, doesn't I think it? 46-48. Yeah, yeah, it has kind of that kind of feel yeah, to Churchill it. Feel yeah, real Churchill feel. Yeah. It's a very classic Churchill kind of feel. Mouth Soft breath. box pressed. No, this is a full box It It is. Yeah. This okay. Is a full, well, this is a this is much fuller pressed than on a sin. Okay. The regular sin is what we would call a semi prensado, and this is a full prensado, and I will send you your check, my friend Alan Rubin. Don't worry.
2: (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Um, John, do you have anything with the advertising budget and handling uh, advertising?
1: I have nothing to do with advertising other than making the shirts
2: and that. Hats. But if you were to buy ads or anything, you wouldn't be the go-to person on that? That's all this guy. <laughs> uh, well, <boy. laughs> I've been trying this for 12 years. I, Which I don't had...
10: understand. Dunbarton hasn't even been around six years yet. So how could you be back? on for a for withdraw estate.
2: Even with uh, Drew Estate. you left Drew Estate, I couldn't get an ad from them. Mm-hmm. As soon as you left, they <laughs> said, hey, can we do an ad with you? I said, absolutely. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> the truth. <laughs> I've known this guy 30 years. <laughs> So I've pitched you on all kinds of stuff, and I keep saying I'm going to give up, but you're going to be here, and I said, I have a great idea. Oh, gosh. And uh, <laughs> Brace yourself.
6: Brace yeah. yourself
2: for it. Let's give it a listen and see what you think. Boom, ba-ba-boom, ba-ba-boom, ba-ba-boom. me Karina, me Karina, me Karina. bye me Karina, me Karina, me Karina. Bye, me Karina. Buy me Karina. <laughs> tricky Tracker, Sober Mesa. <laughs> Buy me Karina. Tricky Tracker, Sober Mesa. <laughs> Buy me Karina. Tricky Tracker, Sober Mesa. <laughs> all from Dunbatten Tobacco and Truss. <laughs> 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 Dunba- Tobacco and Trust makes great cigars, all much better than this ad. You <laughs> not judge the cigar quality by the quality of this ad. Huh? <laughs> Huh? <laughs>
10: yes, let's give him a round of applause. <laughs>
6: yeah. and John, now what do you
10: think? And let me say this. You now know why I haven't bought an apple. <laughs> no,
6: right? You know now it.
10: understand why I have never given up the cash. Well, I, wanna... I kind
2: of want to buy a, a beaker eater right now. That's right. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, Monday you're going to be in the shower, and you're going to go... bum, bum, bum That's bum. the problem. That's not That's a, problem. a problem. It it. That's what you want to happen. <laughs> it will stick. And that's gonna be it. And they're gonna see you and you're gonna have a theme song. But, <laughs> okay. See you so boom, let's, boom. let's
10: ask this question to the regular viewers. Okay. What do you think? Do you want to hear that every single week for the rest of
4: whatever? So the whiskey miser in our chat room says that he needs that as his ringtone.
10: <laughs> <laughs> you were looking for a theme song. Go for it, my friend. I'll, I'll let
4: you do it. And Rudy says this ad is a winner.
10: There it is. So there you go. So you, they,
2: they're chiming in right Rudy, away. Rudy, where do you live? Your mother's basement. <laughs> I he's in Canada. Oh, he doesn't even count. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so with that being said, let's get to email number two. All right, and as
5: per usual, uh, this email came to us via the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Tommy Minota, he's our super fan.
4: Yes, yep. Chicago? Uh, Just outside. uh, Just
5: outside. Tommy writes, uh, during the summer, my humidor gets to maybe 77, 78 degrees. I tried a number of placements throughout the house, but due to the windows, the only place to put the humidor is upstairs, and, well, heat rises. Yeah. I'd like to get the temperature closer to 70 if possible. Is there something out there to assist with that, and are there any other
2: ideas? I don't like that refrigerated humidifier that's out there it looks like it's really a a, um wine Wine. cooler yeah and and we we bought one we tested it for three months i could not keep the humidity down it just seals so well the humidity just was pinned over 80 no matter what we did and uh even taking the, the the humidifier out it still stayed High, we just couldn't get it down. So I don't know an answer to that other than air condition the house to keep your cigars cool. But I wouldn't freak out over 77 degrees. Hmm. Um, look, yeah,
10: look, the higher you go, the more bug risk you have of them hatching. But at 77, you're not in like the super danger zone. Um, things get really tough between like 83, 84 Ugh. to about 96. That's like kind of the ideal Uh, temperature for the hatching and so therefore yeah your risk is a little higher at 77 but also understand that um we as manufacturers we rarely have bug problems like we used to it used to be something Mm -hmm. that we dealt with continuously you remember dave right it was very common to get bugs in cigars it was particularly common in cuban cigars it was particularly common in honduran cigars for a while there cigar boom shit right and uh now we're so much better at our fumigation schedules were so much better at freezing the product before it shipped that you're probably not, I would not freak out over 77 as long as you're putting it in a dark place. So you yeah. don't get any sunlight. Cause he's saying upstairs. I mean, don't put it near the window. I mean, there's no guarantee because the truth is you could have your humidor at 68 degrees mm-hmm. and you can still have bugs, right? It's just, it just gets a little higher risk the further you go up in temperature. Yeah. So I, I would not wig out over it
2: personally. All really. right, and it is going to cool down. We just in another month or two, and yeah, yeah. everything yeah. will be fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, the after show is coming up uh, after the show. We'll go right into it um, when this is over. It will air on Wednesday, and we're going to talk about do you want to start your own cigar brand? What does it take? And because we have Steve here, uh, he's going to turn you off to ever thinking about uh, trying this yourself, I would think. Uh, I certainly will. But uh, that being said, the third and last meal bag.
5: All right, and Paul Kraft contacted us via the contact page at thecigarauthority.com. He says, as some of you may remember, I wrote in some time ago, and although I wrote what I thought was a glowing letter about ambassadorship, my letter didn't make it to the air. So I thought the best way to get noticed was to bash on Jonathan. Okay. Yeah. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I just Smart strategy. It's working. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah.
5: I just needed a good platform to get under his skin. But if dancing with men and the constant cracks from Barry can't do it, nothing will. <laughs> Unfortunately, I got nothing. I thought back for a moment. Who taught me about lounge etiquette? Jonathan. Who taught me how to smoke a cigar in the car? Jonathan. Who taught me the proper light and relight? Again, Jonathan. He has basically been my cigar dad. Ah, perfect for Father's <laughs> Day. Teaching all of life's important lessons one week at a time. So, with Father's Day upon us, I'd like to say thanks to the cigar father. What? Way better than the Don Lino offer of the day, he says. It's not Don (laughs) Lino. No. Don Rafael. Yes. Thanks, Jonathan. Keep up the good work. P.S. See you in September. Save a dance for me. Ah, he's coming (laughs) to the anniversary party? Yeah, I guess Ah. he's going to dance with Jonathan.
10: All right. Who's going to lead? (laughs) I missed a question in there. Was there a question? There was no question question in there. Jonathan is his dad. Okay, so does Jonathan dance with men? Oh, yes. Oh, there we got a question
2: answered. Okay, good. (laughs) Yes, he does. Uh, So we have uh, Paul, who uh, uh, has Mr. Jonathan and his dad. We have the 78-degree temperature. That was Tommy. And we have the three questions that were uh, added earlier, which were three great great questions. We have to now pick a winner. And what do you say, Barry? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Paul Kraft. Go with Paul Kraft. Yeah, just because
4: he tied in Father's Day. It's Father's Day weekend. Uh, you didn't he ask gets, a question. It well, doesn't have to be. be.
10: It's just email. an oh, email. It's here. just an email.
4: Yeah, it's email yeah.
10: out
2: of the week. Uh, what, what do you say, Ed Sullivan? Um, I don't like that he views
5: Jonathan as his dad. Yeah, it's creepy, right? <laughs> if they're going to dance together <laughs> yeah, at the anniversary party, I'm going Paul Kraft you go going Paul Craft, too. I want to see him dance with Jonathan. All time. right.
2: I would go with um, the first one, which was those three questions. We could do a show on each one of those. Yeah. They, they were great. Um, so we have two to one. You guys, what do you think? First one. First one, too. Yeah. Now we got a tie. Gets to tie your interesting question. Vote. So Steve's the deciding. I, vote. Vote. I love doing this. Yeah. <laughs> here's what I'm going to do.
10: I'm going to pick number two. Number two doesn't <laughs> So now we have a tie. So now
2: what happens?
10: So uh, I say we have a duel. Ed Sullivan plays the role of
4: Jonathan, and he gets the tie breaking yep. out. Oh, is that the way that works? Yeah. Screw that.
10: I'm not giving up my power to him. <laughs> I'm going with the first guy. He asks, like, three questions, and that touchy-feely crap, you can keep it, Bal. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: what do you think? Are we going
5: to yeah. give
10: it a
2: number one? Number one. The three-question guy. Yeah. Okay. What was I'm name? not getting my duel, I'm going to settle this.
6: <laughs>
5: so. Congratulations to Jonathan Villarreal. Uh, he should contact us. He can contact you, right? Benny? Yeah, he can
4: contact me. I think I have his email address. I'm even going to try to send him an email right now All since right. I'll be on vacation next week. Ah, on a-
2: Barry's on vacation Ooh. as of right now. Pen, right after the be after, be after show. The You're going to be here <laughs> for the show next <laughs> week, right?
4: Yes, I will be here, and, uh, but not for the after show as I have to go to a wedding. Oh, nice. You have to go.
2: Weddings are back. Everything's back. Uh, have you gone? You've traveled to Nicaragua. You've traveled to South Carolina. Yeah, I've, I've done a bit of travel. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's back. And you went, too. You, you uh, went, you yeah, went I to Nicaragua?
1: Was, I went in uh, January.
2: Okay. Okay. And you're going to the trade show, too. And I'm going to the trade show, too. Okay. And so you're having dinner with us tonight for and the father and son dinner? I'm here. All right. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for thank coming you. here and in the, in the for the past three days. Thank you for yep. doing that. Thank you for having us. Uh, and Steve, thank you. Uh, well, thank you yeah it was uh we've been doing this now it's i, I believe it's our 12th year uh bringing in a father and son team um and we're, we're looking for more father and son you're gonna be running out
6: yeah
10: it's like you're, you're like digging the bottom of the barrel now no
2: no. <laughs> let me tell you what what the problem was going to be this year was when we had to actually plan it Covid was still going strong and i right. and i'm like okay yeah, i think things have really switched a lot now that
10: People have the vaccination, yeah. the CDC saying you don't have to wear the mask. I think that this is kind of like, I think we're, hopefully we're at the end of this cycle. How do you
2: think the PCA trade show is going to go?
10: This is, got let me say this, this is where I am opposite of everybody else. Everybody keeps telling me it's going to be a train wreck and I think it's going to be a spectacular show. Beautiful. I, I hope I hope I, you're right. I too. hope I'm right too. Yeah. I can tell you the people that will be there are going to be ecstatic because I was at TPE and the people that were there were just in such a buoyant happy mood. I don't I don't know if you saw any of my videos. I was actually happy and go lucky. No. Wow! Yeah, I mean You have that
2: on video? <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll yeah. save that. Yeah. Save that. That's high shit. I mean, because
10: Everybody around was like, they were just happy to see people again. They were happy to be out. Yeah. They were happy to be, you know, just, it was like, oh, my God, this is so good. Yeah. And and I think that that's going to kind of be the mood at this year's trade show. And the other thing, too, is, uh, I mean, if you're a retailer right now and you're not flush with cash, just close your door right now. Right. Because the last 12 months have been. Arguably, the best twelve months as an industry we've had since yeah. the boom. I'm going. Right? There. I'm going there to so, spend. Yeah. No
2: doubt about it. I don't expect big op big deals. By well, the way, you're not, I don't think you're going to get big yeah. deals. And,
10: I, and honestly, this is partially maybe my fault a little bit because I announced publicly that we weren't doing deals. Which kind of now I understand is kind of like letting other companies say, "Well, if he's going to not do it, then they him... weren't." I mean, there's, there's no product there's just, to do it. Be insane. And here's the problem. And this is what I was explaining to retailers at TPE. It's like. We have customers who order from us on the regular that are back-ordered, and they've been waiting six and eight weeks for something, and now you're here and I'm supposed to give it to you for X percent yeah. off when I've got this person over here who's a regular, loyal customer? How, how can I give you a deal and not give that guy a deal? You,
2: you know, know what, what the mean? deal's going to be? That they're going to go and they're going to order Paladin, and you're going to sell out. Of year because it's a year aging, you only have so many. Yeah, if you didn't go to the show... You, I'm you know. not worried about Paladin selling. Yeah. We could,
10: look, Conquer. Listen man, I'm still doing it wrong. Stillwell Star, I believe it needs to be seen. Paladin to we could just sell that to our Sin Compromiso accounts. The new Tricky Truck, we just sell it to our, new, our accounts. Stillwell Star, I even want my most ardent, best retailers... I want them to see it. I want to explain it to them firsthand. Yeah.
2: It's going gonna, it's gonna to be very interesting. I, I know it, and I'm not—I huh? knew it for a long time. I never spilled the beans. Yeah, you were so a good boy. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, very very new. Let me
10: say this. Anyone that thinks Dave is
2: the leak, he's not the I'm leak. I'm not the leak. I'm a <laughs> lockbox, baby. Yeah. Oh, you're just going to tell me. If you don't tell me, it, it goes out. It's on but, the show. Yeah. yeah. It's on the show. It's on the <laughs> show. All right. That's it. We we made it. We made it under two hours. So uh, next week, it's the release of the 2021 Firecracker. And this year, Woo-hoo! we're going to let wow. Nick Malou take a crack at it and see if his wise man, Maduro, is a firecracker. Nick will join us live. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the Internet. United Podcast Network.
4: And you may have learned something today, which makes you the Cigar Authority.
0: The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. The United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.